Hello and welcome to the Beauty Therapist of Australia podcast. I am your host, Kathleen Klassman, and you might know me from the Facebook group, Beauty Therapist of Australia for Industry Leaders, a group for professional beauty therapists to unite, get educated, and of course, become industry leaders. Here on the podcast, I answer and discuss the best questions that you submitted into the group over the past week. And in today's episode, we will be discussing how to encourage old clients to return to your business, what to do with your business if you fall pregnant, and how to advertise for a new employee in your beauty business. But before we dive into these topics, I would like to remind you that if you would like to have your question answered, jump on over to Facebook and join our free Facebook community. Just search Beauty Therapists of Australia for industry leaders and click join to get connected. Also, if you'd like to stay updated on all things related to the beauty industry, follow me personally on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search my full name, Kathleen Klassman. Welcome back, beauty therapist. I'm so happy to have you here, and I'm very excited for this week's episode. It turns out that we're talking all about your beauty business, which is a really exciting topic for me since I personally do own my own beauty business, and I really, really love talking about this topic. So let's just dive in, and for the first question, I will be answering Sally's question, and she asked... Any suggestions on how to get clients back in that you haven't seen for a while? So essentially, she's wanting to encourage old clients to return to her business. This is such a good one because there are so many ways that you can get business um, in your business, essentially, how you can get more clients and that's attract new clients or encourage old clients. And I think that's fantastic that you're, Sally, that you're wanting to get the old clients back because the thing is, you've already done all the hard work. You've already got them to trust you once. They already are familiar with your business and they already love and like and trust your business and your services. So that's an amazing thing. Get them back in and um, continue growing your business like that. It takes a little bit less effort. However, there is definitely a way to go about this that will be much more successful than other ways. And I really want to bring this into the psychology realm and talk about, you know, the personal relationships here. So I think to answer your question the best, Sally, it really depends on, you know, the length of time that it's been that you haven't seen this client. What's your current relationship with them? And also just considering the services you provide, because depending on all of these factors will really determine how you're going to talk to this client that perhaps maybe hasn't seen you in a year. So you wouldn't say to a client who perhaps has lapsed for two months, you know, the same thing you would say to someone who it's perhaps been a year to two years, you would really want to change that conversation to make it relatable. But I think the main point that I really, really, really want to sing home here is that you want to wish them well and really let the clients know that you actually care about them and make it known that your goal is to just touch base and let them know again that you care. Because if you really come at it from a perspective of, you know, you're wanting to just get more bookings and have them come back to you. And if they can really start to see that in your language that you use, you know, Hey, um, like for an example, you might say, Hey, uh, 
hey, Sally, <laughs> let's just make a really generic example. Hey, Sally, uh, I know I haven't seen you in 12 months, so um, I know it's been so long, so I wanted to offer you this discount. Uh, you can use this next time you come in. You know, if you come at it like that, it's kind of like, oh, they're just contacting me because she wants me to come in. And then the discount voucher that you've offered is kind of like, oh, you know, that's just a tactic. So it's not really caring about them and they'll pick up on that. I know it's a very generic <laughs> example, but you get the point when you really start to exaggerate things. So I would be coming at it from a place of how can I add value to this client? How can I give to them? How can I make their life better? How can I make them feel special and cared for? Because one of the biggest reasons clients lapse and don't come back to your business, well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but the main one is actually that they don't think you care. They don't feel like they have an emotional connection to you. So when someone has an emotional connection and they feel safe in your presence and they feel safe to be around you, they'll feel much easier to, you know, continue the connection with you. So essentially you want to just come at it from a point of, hey, how have you been? Or, hey, it's really, um, I know it's been such a long time. I was just thinking about you today and I wanted to ask dot, 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 dot. So you're not actually going straight for the booking. So back to the adding value, you know, I would be considering maybe how, like, do you remember any personal pieces of information about them and how can you bring that into the conversation? Perhaps, you know, you might have a client and you remember that, you know, maybe it was six months ago you seen them and the last time you seen them was right before their wedding and you know, you haven't heard from them since. And you could just, you know, contact, I'm going to use your name again, Sally. You could say, hi, Sally. Uh, I remember um, you had your wedding. How did it go? I hope you had an amazing time. Did you enjoy the honeymoon? Um, what was it like? You know, things like this. It's really, really relatable that way. So then they're like, oh my goodness, you remembered. And that's really, really thoughtful and really lovely. And it'll just show that you care, which of course you care. But sometimes when we're in our business mode, <laughs> we can just be a little bit too businessy and things will come across like we're trying to get rather than give. Another thing you could do is ask them about how their treatment plan's going. This works really, really well for skin. So say if you are a skin therapist and you treat people to get them to the next stage of skin health, say it's an acne client and say they've fallen off the fallen off the treatment plan and haven't come in for a couple of months well it's pretty easy to kind of ask them how are you going how is your skin going from when I seen you last I'd love to touch base depending on the client depending on how the relationship was ended will really determine how you ask this question because that might be almost a little bit too invasive and maybe you want to kind of soften it a little bit and maybe go for the personal the personal experience first and then move into asking them about their skin. So really, I would be assessing this on a person-to-person -person basis. You could also offer them some really useful information or resource or even a funny, relatable quote. You know, there's the options are endless, but my biggest piece of advice is to come, it from, a, come from a place of giving, come from a place of adding value and just sincere uh, authenticity essentially I hope you enjoyed my answer to your question Sally and please let me know how you go with this
Alrighty, so for question number two, I'll be answering and discussing Katie's question. And she said, maternity leave when being a one-woman show. I opened my salon in December and I'm I'm actually due to have a baby in August. And she put into brackets here, not planned. <laughs> I don't want to close my doors. Has anybody hired someone to work while you're away solely on their own? So she's referring to just hiring one person to replace her. I'm scared to leave my salon in the hands of someone new. How do I trust someone so quickly? I live in a small country town. Wow, Katie, congratulations. It's just such a beautiful blessing and I'm really, really happy for you. I know it's probably an awkward time (laughs) to fall pregnant and it's probably, you know, one of those things that is going to require a lot of planning and a lot of, you know, thinking and doing. But, you know, if you if you really, really want to make this work, I I believe in you 100 percent. You can absolutely do this. But Because I've never been in this situation myself, I can't speak from experience, but what I can do is just give you some suggestions in regards to your situation. And I would just really want to share with you the same things that I would be thinking if I was in your situation. So let's get into it. The first thing I really would be doing is to consider why you're wanting to hire an employee. What are you wanting to achieve by hiring this employee? Is it to continue servicing your clients or is it so you can continue to build your business? Or is it because you would like to come back after having a baby to work alongside them? Or is it just to cover your position while you're gone and then perhaps they would move on to something else? I'd really establish that first because really depending on what your goal is, really, really dictate the reasons for this, you know. And also I would be considering what what do you want to be, how do you want to live your life when you've had your baby? Because if you do choose this, uh, if you do choose to hire someone while you're having your baby, I think that's an amazing opportunity, but it will definitely require constant work because as good as it would be to just go, hey, hire someone and go here, this is how I do everything, including marketing, including the financials, including the advertising, everything. You know, as you know, you're a business owner, there's just so many things, the list is never ending. It's almost a little bit unreasonable to give that to someone and then pay them a wage. You know, that's my personal opinion. So what I would be doing is considering, are you are you wanting to do a bit of work from home to keep, you know, to keep up with the marketing and to get the back end of things running while someone just does the services? If that's your goal, I do think that could work. I really, really do. But if it is the other situation, then you might even be able to make that work if you can find the right person and really, really discuss it first. Because, you know, to get us somebody to run a business solely by themselves for only the reward of having an hourly rate might not be attractive enough. But then again, you might find someone that is happy for that. So I'd really just consider those questions. Um, But then I would start to think about your business as well. So the first thing I would be doing is to consider the financial position of your business and work backwards. No one likes talking about the financials. (laughs) And I have to admit, when I first started out in business, and I still have a tendency to do this now, I would really 
block out that area. It's like, oh, it'll just make it work. It's fine. (laughs) But it has to be addressed, you know. So I would be thinking about your business expenses and really considering, you know, have you actually been able to pay yourself a wage up until now? I know it's only been a really short time that you've had your business open. So since the time of opening, have you been able to pay yourself a wage that actually matches that of a beauty therapist wage? And if that's the if that's what you've been doing, that's amazing. And now really wanting to consider what are your profit margins if that's the case as well. By continuing business in the way that you've been doing it up until now, so paying your expenses, you know, making a profit, paying yourself and having savings as well. If that's the case, then that is brilliant. But really just think about that. Have you have you really crunched the numbers? Do you know whether it's actually affordable or even in your best interest to hire someone? Because I guess ideally, well, absolutely, ideally, the only reason why you want to do this is because you're going to make a profit while you're having a baby. And if that's the case, brilliant. You probably won't ever want to come back to work. (laughs) It would be awesome to do that. And then potentially you can just repeat this process and start hiring more and more and more beauty therapists. That's the ideal life, right? (laughs) But if you want to be a therapist, that's great as well. But I'm definitely in that uh, second bandwagon. I'd love to do a bit of both. (laughs) But essentially, I'd be working backwards, you know, and really, really consider your profit margins. Do you know what they are? If not, I'd consider looking into that. I would also be thinking about what have you already got systemized in your business and really organizing this before you hire someone so they have clear instructions of the things you want done. So what I mean by systemizing is do you have standard operating procedures? Have you got them written down? Because it's all good and well to hire someone and then go, hey, this is how I do my services. Let me just show you. This is the standard of how I provide the services. And then, you know, you go. But the thing is, if you don't have these things written down, you do have the potential for someone to change the way they do things because you can't, you really can't um, expect someone to remember everything. They're going to take their own little spin on it and then they're going to start doing little things that perhaps you didn't ask them to do and maybe you would prefer them not to do. Uh, so I would really be wanting to systemize my business before I did this, particularly if you're wanting to have a background role and you're kind of wanting to be at home, not really be disturbed and then be able to come back to a, you know, a salon that's fully functioning and clients are really happy. So I would be establishing this now. And if you don't have your business systemized, it's totally doable. It really is. I promise it's not even a big task. You can make it a huge task by making everything really pretty and having links and all these things and videos and you know, so many things, but you could also just do some dot points and then work backwards from there. And lastly, I would be considering the marketing of your business. I know I touched on this before, but essentially to keep your business running, marketing needs to happen. Social media, you know, are you going to be posting to social media? How are you going to do this? How much time does it actually take you? 
So yeah, I'd consider that. And then after working all of this out, I would really, this is when I want to answer your question about trust, because I know, you know, trust is a huge, huge, huge thing, but I want to give you a little bit of my experience on the trust end, because I think you really need to consider everything before even then going to trust someone, because once you've got, you know, the finances, you've systemized, you know, if it's profitable, you know that you've done everything and you know it can work and you know it can go to plan, then you would start to think about whether you can trust someone. And essentially, you kind of have to trust someone or there's not really any point of doing this. So I've actually hired admin assistants and they currently work for me and they're absolutely amazing. It's like the best thing I'd ever done for my business. But the thing is, I had to trust them. I had gave them all my passwords, access to my personal information, access to my client base. You know, one of them is actually in another state. She's living in New South Wales and I'm here in Adelaide and I've actually never met her in person. So I when I hired them, I had to choose very, very carefully regarding their personalities, their strengths, their character traits. But essentially, I just had to trust them and I would have to hope that they wouldn't do anything wrong by me. So it kind of is a gamble and you just never know. But the thing is, if you give someone your trust and your utmost respect, you give them, you know, you treat them how you would want to be treated, they will return it to you in tenfold. My admin assistants have really been so good to me and I have always made sure to never like helicopter kind of watch what they're doing. I give them the trust. I give them respect and love and time and I do everything possible to make their experience with me the most enjoyable experience because essentially remembering that I am responsible for them paying their bills and putting food on their table. They're actually relying on me so, so much more. And I feel really, really responsible. So by having that responsibility and feeling so, oh, just like I need to help them, um, not in a bad way, but like I really, really want to give to them and make it a good experience for them. I know that they've really appreciated this and they've given it back to me tenfold. So you can trust someone. You can trust someone in such a short period of time. I think it just comes down to giving them your trust, uh, securing your business in every way possible. So, you know, laying down the foundations, systemizing and really communicating very, very well and picking someone with a great personality as well. So it's definitely doable, Katie. I hope you found this helpful. I'm really, really excited for you. And I'd love to hear from you in regards to how you're going with everything and what you decide to do. So definitely stay in contact with us in the Beauty Therapist of Australia Facebook group. And perhaps this next question that we're about to segue into might really, really help you. So thank you, Katie all righty so for question number three i'll be answering alicia's question and she said hello everyone first time officially advertising for a part-time beauty therapist where do i begin help please i'd like someone who is passionate confident and experienced in their trade and above all works from the heart Oh, amazing. Congratulations, Alicia. That's super exciting that you're looking for your first employee. And I would absolutely consider everything I just said in my last question that I just answered. But, you know, 
assuming that you have done all that, you know, this is the next stage is to really start looking for someone and starting to advertise for them. So I have a few little tips for you and these are all free tips. Some will cost you a little bit of money, um, but we'll go from the start. So the first thing I would be doing is to consider all your networks, consider all the people you know and send out personal emails, text messages, phone calls, Facebook messages, Instagram messages, whatever you want to do, connect with everybody you know and just let them know that you're looking for a beauty therapist. Lay it out just like you did in that post. I'd actually probably expand a little bit more into someone you're looking for and really start to lay out, you know, just all the details. And I'm assuming you probably have already done this, but make it about them, about the therapist. What is the therapist going to get from you, you know? explain all of that in much more detail and just connect with your whole network because you never know there might be someone that's looking and it's always better to get that uh, recommendation from someone personally so that's the first thing I'd be doing and I feel like you've just done that by coming onto the group and asking for help so that's amazing Um, that's when I would start to consider as well posting into groups such as the Beauty Therapists of Australia uh, for industry leaders group that you actually ask this question in. On Tuesdays at 9.30 a.m. Adelaide time, we actually have a dedicated post for this. It's called the Career Opportunities Post. So beauty therapists can post on there looking for jobs and employees can do just the same. So I would post in that every single week. But there are actually groups out there that are for beauty therapist jobs. So I would just have a little look onto Facebook and look for those and um, just pop your ad in there as well. The next thing I would be doing is, again, it's to do with the networks, but this is a little bit more specific. I would contact your local TAFE or beauty college in your area. You know, think about your lecturers that you used to speak with and I would call them and just let them know that you're looking for someone experienced And you never know, they might know someone, they might think, oh, that's right, so-and-so is looking for a job, I might just send them your way. You just never know. But then again, you might end up expanding your horizons and going, look, you know, your old beauty college um, lecturer knows a brand new beauty therapist that's about to um, be qualified, and maybe she has all the other boxes ticked for what you're looking for. And she works truly from the heart. You know, you can have someone with all the skills, but you cannot replicate someone that has passion. Passion is, it's a powerful thing. (laughs) And if you're passionate and you've got that fire in you to really succeed, the skills will come. So perhaps you could kind of broaden your horizons and consider uh, someone that is new into the industry that is essentially moldable and passionate and excited and works from the heart because they're so you're so ready to get out there so you never know they might be able to help you to someone my next suggestion this one will cost you a little bit of money not too much I'd probably chuck about $50 into this and just see how you go and I would test it a few times and that would be to actually run an ad on Facebook and Instagram. So my suggestion for this is to first start a post. So do a post on your business page saying, hey, you know, actually saying it to your client saying, hey, this is really exciting. We're wanting to hire our first therapist and this is what we're looking for. 
And so it's really exciting. It's really engaging. People are reading it. They're going, wow, this is awesome. So that's a free post right now. But if you want to actually chuck the money on it, go to the boost post uh, little section. Uh, Facebook always wants you to do this, right? (laughs) This is how they make their money. But um, essentially, um, click on that boost post and then what you can do, it's pretty cool, the things that you can do in regards to targeting, you can actually target beauty therapists in your local area. Anybody who has the title beauty therapist or beauty professional or whatever you're specifically looking for in their bio or somewhere on their page, you will actually be able to target them. So that's pretty amazing. I would pop a bit of money on that, run it for a certain period of time and see what you get back. Um, After all of this, I would also consider uh, advertising on places like Seek and Gumtree. But then again, you know, that might be your last resort and perhaps you would find someone amazing there. But I just I just feel this is my honest opinion. I just feel like they're becoming a little bit outdated and I feel like they're a place for big businesses to advertise and not so much personal businesses. And I know they do cost a little bit of money to advertise on Seek. So I would just, you know, leave that as your last option. Perhaps you'll find someone amazing, but I do, I feel like they're a little bit crowded and you get a lot of generic uh, people really um, inquiring about the role. But I could be wrong. (laughs) So that is my answer to your question. I hope that helps Alicia and I'm super, super excited for you. Just as everybody else, I'd love to hear from you. Love to hear how you go and please post in the group and celebrate when you've got that new employee. That's an incredible, incredible step to growing your business. Oh, what an exciting episode. This has definitely been focused on the beauty therapist who has a beauty business, but I definitely think the information that we've chatted about today is very relevant to the beauty therapist who is aspiring to be a beauty business owner. So just wanted to quickly pop that in there and say, you know, I love helping beauty therapists on their journey to becoming an industry leader. And just in case you didn't know, I actually offer mentorship through the group. So jump into the group and click the mentorship tab. You'll find my name along with a whole heap of other names there as well. And we're providing free of charge mentorship. So absolutely, you know, take up on the offer. We can only do so many people at one time, but you know, like I said, I'm being really sincere about this. I'd love to help you. So I look forward to connecting with you and I really, really hope you've enjoyed today's episode. So before you go, I'd like to say thank you for being here with me. By listening to this podcast, it really does show that you are dedicated to your education as a beauty therapist, and it proves that you have what it takes to be an industry leader. Stay on top of your game, beauty therapist. Keep educating yourself, networking amongst your peers, and don't forget the reasons why you chose this industry in the first place. If you would like to connect with other Australian beauty therapists, make sure to join the Facebook group by searching beauty therapists australia dash for industry leaders and if you would like to follow me personally please just search my full name kathleen classman on facebook instagram and youtube stay well beauty therapists and i'll see you here next week